Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. This is a AEW podcast. We have New Japan Jared here. We have Lit Nick all the way from the ATL. We started out our AEW show with CM Punk facing QT Marshall, but first... We had the segment of the week as MJF came out and he interrupted Punk and then he went and as Punk said, hit the low line fruit. The things we've heard before, along with the tired, the tired eyes and the tired, the looking like the meth, you know, even though you're straight edge, all that. But then when he starts cranking it up and Punk kind of goes back and it, it was well played in that, of course, the animosity got thicker and the lines got thicker. Oh right? yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. And so. What were some of your favorite parts? The Miz line, huh? Miz line popped me. The hustle, loyalty, respect line popped me. <laughs> right. The way he dove into, the way MJF painted Punk as the corporate shill, I thought was well done. And it, as he, you know, he referred to him as John Cena. He kind of referred to him as Triple H. He referred to him as PG Punk, as in PG era Punk. Mm-hmm. I thought all of that was well done, and and. and Having Punk retort with, you know, you're not really what you say you are either. It worked well both ways, right? Oh, yeah. And so then we have the living embodiment of mayonnaise wrestling Punk to kind of piggyback on what MJF had said where what you've done is wrestle a whole bunch of nobodies other than like Darby, which is not true. I mean, Hobbs, I would say. Bring me a hook. I thought it was, I thought it was the interaction where Punk goes in and says, I went straight for Darby because he is what it matters. And then that allowed him to say, even though you beat him, you used your help to do it. You haven't done anything by yourself yet. That's why you've been replaced by Britt Baker on the four pillars of the. Correct. And and MJF has been really hitting on the fact that he is one of the pillars of the company, Mm -hmm. if not the most important one. So for, for Punk to go there, I felt was neat too. The match with QT was fine, right? It did the thing. When, when, when QT like throws himself around, it's fun. He, yeah, he, he will just go out there and just be a fool. Yeah. I do, I do think there's merit in what MJF was saying with both Daniel and Punk in that if they're going to wrestle every show and every match they're in goes a long distance, <laughs> it, it, it becomes, it becomes, you know, well, what is special about if I went 12 minutes with QT and I go 15 with Darby, why is this match more special than that match? That kind of thing. Like, I do get where he's coming from on pushing that angle. I think it works too. Also makes me wonder if they're not going to start addressing that more. Yeah. For him to go there, right? Christian winds up doing it. Chris, Christian, their manager now. Christian is now Luchasaurus and their manager. Boys manager. More or less. And he does the talking for him, right? Yeah, you're right. He promises they'll win a title as they're now the number one contenders. I thought it was very interesting that Christian said, I found out today they were the number one contenders. <laughs> like, you know. I forgot. You don't keep up? Yeah. It's been a couple weeks since the paper. When he cranks up, when he cranks up the car, he's not paying attention to anything after that, you know. He, gets, he doesn't go on his phone and look up what's going on on AEW. Eddie eating the cake and catering. 2.0 and Garcia come rolling up on him. This was great, right? Was a great segment. Eddie really killed this segment with his, when the guy's like, you're not hungry anymore. And he's like, I want my cake. (laughs) It was great. And then you had funny too, because you talk about storytelling and he's been talking about catering for three weeks now. Right. And then when he got through with an interview earlier last week, he said, I'm going to catering. Yes. Right. And so then boom, they catch him in catering. They throw the coffee in his face. That leads to a thing later on in the show where they get into it with Jericho 
which will lead to something that happens at Rampage. It was interesting. They did utilize multiple segments here to tell us the Rampage story I thought was cool. What do we think about the Gun Club versus Bear Country? I know you're a big Bear Country fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah? The way uh, bears. If QT is mayonnaise. bear. If QT is mayonnaise, Bear Country is cottage cheese. Let me tell you something. Straight up true. <laughs> hey, man, I, I got to be out there. I love heavy machinery. <laughs> They're like knockoff. <laughs> I know. It's just like light machinery. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was okay, it's, you know. It's it's fine, it's, it's man. Okay, but but it's, it's just they don't they don't really do anything for me, and this whole gun club angle just right doesn't wow. do a whole lot for me either. How did Billy Gunn get into a program with the Stinger on a, on a show in 2021? Right, literally. How, dude? Arn and Tully were squaring up later in the episode. What year is it? What is going on? I thought that the the, the highlight, of course, of all this is Sting's music hits after the match, and we have Darby come down and slap, just run over one of the gun uh, boys. Austin. Uh, one of the one of the ass boys. One of the ass boys, yes. yes correct. The butt children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds way worse. <laughs> the butt baby. Oh. <laughs> I love <laughs> Love it. <laughs> love it. I'm throwing the Peacemaker reference. <laughs> Now we wind up with the guy running slap through it was what we, what we call the Rollins. Yeah, the Rollins spot. The Rollins. The Rollins spot where the random person comes running through and runs you over. And yeah. and then we wind up, of course, with the guns leaving the ring and Billy and all of his veins poking out as he is ready to go drink water. I mean <laughs> fight sting at some point, countering his dehydration. <laughs> Man needed an IV drip. <laughs> yes. Well, he's in good shape, though. Oh, For, for a big boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, for an older gentleman. Eats dried meat. Yes. Just beef jerky all the time. Straight up. <laughs> Adam Cole, Bobby Fish wind up doing a segment where they're talking about how much everything has sucked lately, and then the best friends roll up on them, and Adam Cole is... Going to prove that he is the best friend. I think at some point Bobby Fish wants to know if they even know Udo's name, middle name, because of course if you're best friends you have to know one of his middle names. Adam Jason Cole. That whole segment was was I weird, mean, but Bobby it was Catfish. <laughs> and they moved yes. There we go. Yes. Bobby. Cole is actually his middle name. His last name, weirdly enough, is Bebe. <laughs> I thought it was Baker. <laughs> no, it's Chef. <laughs> it worked, though. It worked, though. They got into it. They set up a match for Rampage again. Match was good as well. Absolutely. And then... Dante Martin signs with FTR, much to Leo Rush's chagrin. Leo thought FTW, there was no... FTW, you mean. <laughs> What'd I call them? FTR. They're not the Revival. They're FTW. They got too many FTs around there. No, you know, we've got to F the FTs. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It does seem odd, though, right? You'd have two FTs in the same company? Oftentimes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I, I think I, Cody would have an NFT. I was I was thinking of an NFT joke <laughs> and I didn't want to make it. There's like no 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 we can't go that far. And the NXT Jericho, NFT at, at, at some point Jericho was just yelling and one of the words he'd said I swear to God I don't think there was a coherent thought in between them but he literally just yelled like six words in a row and one of them was NFT and I I just like I tried really hard for the next like ten seconds to like piece together what he said because I heard him. 
I still have no idea what he meant. <laughs> just, just again, just, just Jericho yelling to, to fill time. That is, they have one set of rules when you go to do commentary on Rampage. You absolutely cannot shut up. No silence. No silence. No silence, whatever it is. Whatever Jer- it is. And Jericho's like, man, I'll be, I'll be the, the glue that fills the cracks. Right. If I see... I'll say anything. As soon as you get to the last, like... I think, okay, he's about to hit that last sentence. I start my first sentence. Exactly. Exactly. It overlaps slightly just to make sure no gaps. No gaps. (laughs) Someone needs to be humming in between your words (laughs) to make sure no gaps. Excalibur is like, Excalibur is like the little girl when they're doing the double dutch jump rope. And the double dutch jump rope rope being the sentences of the other three people. (laughs) And Excalibur is trying to time it so maybe he can jump in and say something about the wrestling. We got to end that picture, picture. (laughs) He's got to say something relevant at hand while Taz and Jericho try to pop each other (laughs) for 20 minutes straight. They just say stuff and I guarantee they're all glancing over each other to see if they got a pop. Oh, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's a pop fest. Okay, so then Leo, of course, doesn't believe it any way that he should sign with FTW, but he does, and then Surprising. he borrows a chip from our man. Hook? Yes. Big Hook fans, where are my hookers at? <laughs> oh my god, yes. All the Hook fans. All those hookers out here, Hookers trying. of the world unite. <laughs> we out here, we keep on getting red lights, we should be getting green lights. <laughs> you won't stop us. <laughs> I can't believe he signed with FDW. I will say that is not where I thought this story was going. I, dude, I didn't either. I didn't either. Kind of blown away. I do like the idea of Leo being on his own. Yes, I would because I'm. I don't want him to get hemmed up to just being a manager right now. Yes. I want to see him wrestle a lot for at least for a little bit. He can be a manager. He can do right. whatever he wants. Yeah, man, he's, he's great, great talented, right? And Martin going in there in, I would guess getting. At some point, being like, why am I here fighting these guys' battles for him? Because it's going to be a shite show when he gets there. Oh, yeah. And then him kind of trying to get out of all of that could be a fun trip as well when we do it. And then, of course, we have Hook in the middle of all that. Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa. You said this was one of your favorite matches. We had the D&D crew on the sideline. You enjoyed it. Talk about it then. Uh, it was probably my favorite match, women's match I've seen recently. Uh, it was very much the style that I hoped it would be. Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa are both phenomenal talents, and they're willing to just go in there and duke it out at any point, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just right. a blast. Now, the finish was kind of, I enjoyed it as well. I thought that both women's matches this week were fantastic. Yes. And I felt like this one was better than the other one, but still, both of them were fantastic. This one had the wonk finish where you had... Uh, Hater was technically, if you were looking at it logically, Rosa had Hater dead to rights. Dead to rights, yeah. yeah. And, and then R- Rebel interferes enough to get the ref turned away the other direction, and Brick comes and pulls her out of the submission hole. But then when they go for the super kick, Brick kicks Hater. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get discontent in D and Z world. That's what it looked like. Which would be good. I think that would be interesting for Hater to become a chaser of the belts as well. Hater's a really good. She could be a world champ. Oh easily. yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I'm a huge hater fan. You're a hater. I'm a hater lover. <laughs> so you're a hater and you're a hooker. That's what you're saying to me. <laughs> you know, sometimes we say things here. Good old, good old go home. Here. Good old words. <laughs> the Britt Baker, Tony, Rebel, friend feast later on in the show. That's yes, right. And 
as we are talking glowingly about Britt Baker, which is what she likes to do because she's talking about herself, we get Tony. She talks glowingly about Tony, and then Tony says, yeah, I love you guys too, but I do have to bring some bad news. Much to Jared, I believe you said that Rio was never eliminated many, many times. I I brought it up multiple times. Hey, listen, you were proven correct. I was right the whole time. She's getting a Black Friday special match, which basically all that means is if she can beat Britt once, she has to beat her twice to win the title. Yeah, if she beat her once, she gets a shot. Yes, and so that's going to immediate be, first contender. That's going to be on Rampage as well. So they've really set up Rampage well, along with running through the show. Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana. What'd you think about that? That was really good. I think Colt's just—I uh, don't want to say underrated necessarily, but he is phenomenal. Right. He can do pretty much everything well in a match. He's a little goofy, but he's really good at mat wrestling. He's really good at the theatrics of wrestling. He's like the indie guy in my mind. When I think of guys who are, who are just like incredibly good on the indies, that is who I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brian Danielson is just a, a, a god of pro wrestling. <laughs> the best wrestler. <laughs> uh, just a, a solid contender for best wrestler in the world for the last 15 years. Then we move on to the main event of the evening. We enter the Cody verse, and the Cody verse are not having it. No, <laughs> I, I let's I, listen. It's my favorite the match. match of the the match was a banger, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone really involved was. is super good. The Cody Velt spot is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I felt like you have it was the oddest thing to watch because I don't recall a match where you have Pac, the Lucha Bros. Crowd is totally rooting for them no matter what they do. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The crowd they could slap grandmas in the front row and they still get a pop. <laughs> absolutely, they hate Malachi. They don't hate Malachi, but they're rooting against Malachi. They're yeah. rooting Move against Andrade. They're rooting against FTR. Doesn't matter when Cody gets in the ring, they start booing. They start booing instinctively. It's crazy. No matter what, and then of course he does his spot where he throws his belt into the crowd. <laughs> they throw it back at him. <laughs> Into the ring. It almost hits Aubrey in the face. The referee. Uh, it gets caught up in the ropes. It winds up being thrown into the ring again at some point. I don't know how, because Andrade grabs it and to- throws it into the ring, and I guess they handed it to the crowd, or something happened. You fool. And then, whoever they handed it to, throws it, it in back. the ring. It's, again. And then Cody puts it back on. Right. And then he does wind up tossing it again, which sets up... The funny thing was, and I thought it was unique for him, was he sets up... The spot where he's going to miss the kick and accidentally kick Pac yeah. by throwing his belt. So he goes for his move that is his babyface move that's been booed twice, and he uses it to set up the fact that he gave the guy too much time and he gets out of the way and he kicks the guy in the face, which is pretty good. Then you're thinking about where the, what spot you're at in the program. Then he goes crazy, and we wind up with Andrade getting to what's what's the name of Andrade's finisher? It's beautiful. I don't remember what he called. I don't. Him. But he has short. Yeah, it's like uh, trunks on at this point because he had pants yeah, at some on. Point beginning. His, his pants ripped. Like they come back from commercial, and he. Just, I was just like, "Who is that in trunks?" I'm like, "Wait, that's Andrade." That guy's I thought he was wearing pants. Oh, it's Andrade. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I was like, "Damn, that guy's thighs look really nice." Oh, yeah, it's Andrade. It's funny. There's a guy on there's somebody. There's a guy on Twitter that uh, complains every time Andrade wears pants. <laughs> So, so he only had to worry about half the match. Shout game, out so. to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right. Him. Right, right, right. Uh, so they wind up winning. I thought the, the little move where Malachi cuts Cody off from trying to jump into the ring with a kick to the gut was real smooth. I thought that was smart, too. Right. Well done. Well done, the whole match. And then you have Rampage come up. Most of this was set up from earlier. 
We have Fish and Cole versus Udo and Orange. The commentary here was something, boy. What did y'all think about the once he gets his hands in his pockets, <laughs> that's when mayhem ensues. That's when no, the no, mayhem he, ensues. That wasn't even the full line. The full line he said something about it's like Popeye. That's his spinach when he gets his hands in his pants. That's when chaos ensues. That's, know, that I think that was like that's a, is that a line. euphemism? Yes. <laughs> That's for yeah, Johnny Saint references, World of Sport references, and we did Dude, get a pretty good I'll matchup. Pop for Johnny Saint references. Right, we get we get it we get a yam bag reference, huh? The yam bag <laughs> we get the yam bag the into yam the bag. avalanche Falcon Arrow for the finish. Dude, yeah. shout out. Yes. Nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. What's when it's comboed with the yam bag? No, yo, no, no, no. Someone texts your yam bags and then you hit the Falcon Arrow? You're Off done. the top rope? Off the top rope, you're dead. That's it. That's you'd it. you'd have died. That's better than your that's better than <laughs> your one winged angel. Literally. You don't have to protect that that finish. <laughs> no. Not when you get hit in the handbag. You gotta protect you gotta the handbag. special. Is that going from Nutshot Nick Crack? Yes. yes. How would you rate that nutshot out of ten? <laughs> you know, I often people ask me, hey Nick, how would you rate this nutshot? Well, I'm always saying that I find some I find some no, I'm saying I was saying you pay some nuts. Yeah, I see. No, I find Twitter clips of street fights where they hit each other in that side. I send them to you on Discord. We have a Discord set up specifically for nutshots. And we as a group rate them. We're all examining the, the slow-mo and the reverberations. Um, but yeah, I give this one like a solid, like if we're going to rate it out of four, I give it at least two yambags. Two yambags out of four is four. pretty good. For, for a random episode yeah. of Rampage? Because there, there, there are two people in the ring. So there are four. Yeah. Oh. That's eight, though. I mean, I mean, like two teams. I mean, I apologize. Are well, you are you saying that tag teams only have one yam per person? <laughs> no. Are you saying they share yams? Hey, mom, that was a pretty good match. <laughs> Anyways, right? Tony Schiavone and Undisputed. Tony Nice are backstage. Tony Nice and his tiny niece. Love him. I thought this was a good segment. Uh, the, it the, eventually, was. it shakes out. He's like, nobody else did their homework on Sammy. If they did do their homework, Sammy wouldn't even be champion. So Sammy comes up, he's like, hey, if you're going to be talking trash, you got to back it up. And he's like, all right, all right, accept the challenge. Nice knocks him over, puts his knee right on his injured ribs. Love that. Says, and I, like, around the line of, like, the only reason why people like you have the belt is because people like me weren't even available yet. Which is a good line. <laughs> right, especially if more people are coming in. It's Uh-oh. true. I don't know who, who though. I don't know. Well, you got... I think they have another 65 or so days before we find out all who. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Man, I saw a thing. This is a little off topic, but I saw a thing where they fired somebody that was in the front office. And that person got a deal. They continued to get their salary for 12 months and their health care for another 12 months when they got fired. The details of their release. The this was a front office person. Oh yeah. Like twelve months. You, you got twelve months to continue your same salary once you got fired. That is crazy. And you know what? A great idea. Fire me. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't happy she got fired. You know, I'm sure she would have preferred but you got to a year. stay. But yeah, she could pay for a year while she's looking for a job. Rio versus Britt Baker. What do we think about this? I loved it. Thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Rio winds up going over with a roll up, and Britt, all of a sudden, she has 
Hater, who there could be discontent with there. We didn't see much of it in this scenario, but we also have the fact that she's lost a match for the first time in a little while. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's a little bit of stuff growing around her that she's got to deal with. A little bit of trouble in paradise. If you want to be a great champion, you have to deal with the clutter, you know? Absolutely, yes. Eddie and your boys 2.0 and Garcia have a little talk-off with Mark Henry. I love these little segments. 2.0 is really good. Mr. Squarehead does really well in these scenes. <laughs> then they wind up having the match. I don't know their names. There's just the, the kind of angular one and then the square one. <laughs> right. Like right. their cartoon character design. It's like you mixed mm-hmm. Beaker with Honeydew. Spongebob. Oh, no. They get to do their own set. Comedy I agree mm. strongly. Right. Okay. Eddie. Eddie winds up. They have a match with Eddie and Garcia. I thought the storytelling here was great. I thought this was fantastic. And like you said, Garcia doesn't miss. Garcia has a lot of low key mannerisms, as in the wrestler low key. Oh yeah. You know the little like kind of animalistic things he'll do. Yeah. During yeah. his match. I was trying to place exactly where it is, and yeah, that is absolutely a low key. It's it's all low key when he like. I'm doing facial things, so. But I know what you're talking about. He's like doing weird panting with his tongue out. It was a little, it was off-putting. It was, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to wrestle that guy. No, that guy's, that guy's weird. weirdo. What if he licks me? I don't want that. Oh he, but but Eddie did bite him, of course. Eddie thumped him in the eye. Eddie, Eddie, uh, he did a lot of really good, like the back, he finished him with, with a back fist where he misses and he comes around with another. I thought that Eddie, Using a move that worked from the second rope with the knee to the back of the head, but the landing on the one leg that he was limping on already threw mm-hmm. him off and allowed. As we get, we get Gar- Garcia is allowed to prove his his metal. toughness, his metal. Yeah, perfect. His metal through the match by absorbing this punishment that Eddie puts on him, while Eddie confirms the fact that he's a tough guy as he hurts himself, which makes this a little bit more complicated and. That's another thing I think that when Punk went deep with who was it, QT yeah. in the first episode, right? When he goes deep into a match with that guy, JR and M, they, they said a little bit, harp on the fact that Punk is distracted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us a reason for this, right? Anytime these matches with, you know, with Cody, when he was the champion, the, the TV champ, they would always say, well, you know, he's having to wrestle every week. That's why these wrestle matches are taking longer. And at least they're they, making an excuse for why. They did say something during the the punk match where they said, yeah. well, well, this is the effect. You see, he's distracted by what, you know. Right, that's what I'm saying. But harp on things like that whenever these things happen, you know, so we kind of have a reason why I have to understand why this guy's getting 10 minutes or 8 yes. minutes, you know. And right here, Garcia's taking everybody he's wrestled into deep waters. It, it, he's going to start winning some matches. He's a I think great he's fantastic. Like you said, we want to see him on Terminus or something where he gets to wrestle Grish- Grisham. Please. I'll pay Jonathan Gresham, I'll pay you good money. Right. Right. I thought good this, money. I thought this was really good week of wrestling on AEW, Joe. I thought it was great. I thought the uh the Eddie versus Garcia match was probably my favorite. I just really enjoyed the clash of styles in it. And again, how much Eddie loves the four pillars of all Japan. He loves Kawada. Okay, would you half s- that dude's moveset is Kawada. <laughs> okay, so you would say so if we're ranking things that happened this week, one is the first twenty minute argument between Yes. Okay. Then you had Eddie. Eddie Garcia. Then probably Hater Rosa. Not the not the Cody verse. No. I would put the belt by itself. To I would put four. okay <laughs> the belt coming in at number four. <laughs> Just the, the belt. The belt segment. Would you go both women's but matches the and then the Cody verse? 
what else was on the card? Uh, both women's matches, Fish Cole, Brian Danielson versus Colt. <laughs> Gun Club versus Bear Country. Then and Cody. Then Cody. You didn't you didn't like that main event. I liked I it. liked it. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. The the match was great. I thought it was great. There's too many talented guys in there that are just just killing it. The classic finisher spam. A guy goes in, does a move. Next guy comes. Next in, guy comes in, hits that guy with the move. That that spot pops me. It rules. And Cody wasn't. Wasn't overly involved in it. I, I, here's the other thing too. Cody's a good wrestler. Cody is a Y'all great. Don't forget that. It's, <laughs> it's the part that kills me the most. Is like, man, it's. I know he could be having just bangers. Yeah, I know for a fact he could go out there and just have great matches Completely without all the, the the Cody nonsense. Right. He right. could and just do that at any point. He could just go out there next week. Black trunks. Black hair. Well, wait. Go have it, bangers like he's a young lion. Isn't he wrestling <laughs> as a luchador? He, <laughs> hey, that that is Fuego Dos. Unrelated. He's just a big Cody fan, so he has the dream tattoo. You know and what and I'm the saying? neck tattoo. And the neck tattoo. Well, tell me, listen. Think about what poor. I mean, not poor Cody. He's in a good spot in life. I mean, but think about what he's trying to do to get fans to like him. I think that's that's. I, I have some sympathy. Nothing he's doing is working. No. That being said, Fuego Dos is incredible. I cannot believe <laughs> how much I like that. They're wrestling on dark and... He seems so likable. I just wish he was more likable on, <laughs> on Dynamite. I wish he was more likable on Rampage. That was the crazy thing about his run in the garbage bag in WWE. Uh, the, what, undashing gimmick? That was, that was, that separate was actually great. Yeah, wait, wait, he had multiple about, good gimmicks where wait, he was just having fun. Are you talking about like the mask? I was talking about Stardust. Oh, he's talking Stop. about when he had the garbage bag. Yes, which was also great. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's never had a gimmick that really didn't work, and even this gimmick works. I mean, if he's not what to he be wanted. over, <laughs> if he wants to be over the top CEO, by God, he's over the top CEO. I, it's just, I think he, like you said. When he's in character, he's great. He's just—it's which when he shows us who he is, it's kind of like. Mm. <laughs> and I don't think he's a bad guy. I, no, he seems great. He does good. He does charity work. He seems like a wonderful guy. He's trying. To, he's he's ended racism. He, he <laughs> single handedly ended you. racism. Oh yeah, that's probably where I guy turned on <laughs> when he's finished racism by beating up a black man. He's a, he's a, <laughs> I forgot. I guess Anthony Agogo is like stuck in the UK still. I've, I've Cody is Cody banished him. Cody, yeah, Cody. Banished. The American Nightmare banished him to the shadow realm to, to the UK. That's what the shadow realm is. Oh, <laughs> <Brexit>. <laughs> <laughs> Go get our political joke nut shots in there, boys. <laughs> blah, another one. Blow, blow to the England. <laughs> to the England. The England. I was gonna say the English. Oh, the English Isles. Blow to the England. <laughs> <laughs> right in the <laughs> Well that's probably oh. a wrap then, huh? Is that a wrap? I don't know what else we could possibly for say. Oh the burrito because that's for my guy for my guy Nut Nick, for my guy <laughs> AE Dub Jared, for me KP, for Ray over here. This has been a Go Home Eat Production, copyright twenty twenty one. Check out our friends at the Game Project the G I N N Project.com. Steal my gimmick, brother. Check out Smart. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart and Nick's here. Oh, do I get to say the line? Is this my line? Yeah, it's your turn. <coughs> I forgot to say it. I need you to join me. I need you. Go. Oh.